does the UFC need to do more to prevent extreme weight cutting? Dun, dun, dun! Hey guys, Fred Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, basically anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FudJunkie2006. So Ryan Benoit was the latest casualty in the weight cutting fiasco that honestly goes on in all combat sports. But specifically, we've seen a recent run of this happening with the UFC where fights have been canceled because of fighters not safely making weight or being fined the 30% for coming in overweight. Obviously, this has been going on forever. It happens in boxing, it happens in kickboxing, it happens in MMA, it happens everywhere. The issue, though, with that I have personally with the UFC is they have really large gaps in between their weight classes. Now, I know a lot of people are going to say they don't want boxing weight classes where it's two, three, four, five pounds and you have 17 different divisions. I get that. But it seems to me that there is some space there where maybe you're not going every couple of pounds, but maybe you go 10 pounds. So maybe you have a 55, 65, 65, 75, 75, 85, something like that, that could potentially help some of these guys and gals that are just struggling far too much to bring their weight down to fight in a division that they shouldn't be fighting in. Now, we have to address the most common argument to adding more weight divisions or even missing weight or the fines that are associated with missing weight, and that is it's a fighter's responsibility to make weight. Honestly, I can't argue that. In reality, it is the fighter's responsibility to make weight. They are giving a date an arena, a city, and a weight class that they're supposed to be fighting in. If they're not disciplined enough outside the octagon when they're not fighting and they balloon up in weight and they're unhealthy and they do things that affects their body negatively, well, you should actually pay the consequences for that. I really don't have a problem with that argument. The issue becomes when you're looking at it from the UFC's perspective, now you're talking about a whole different ball game. So I think you can be right and accurate with the fighter's responsibility to do what they're supposed to do. Yes, you're a professional. You're supposed to stay in shape, in my opinion, year-round. You're supposed to be in the gym. You're supposed to treat your body right. That's if you want a long career, I mean. If you want something short and stanky, do what you got to do. But it's proven throughout history. If you abuse your body outside when you're not fighting, whether it's drugs, alcohol, or just overeating, blowing up in weight, coming back down, dehydrating, what have you, you will pay a price. Eventually, you will pay a price. They all do. But from the UFC's perspective, I look at it like, A, it could be a potential liability factor here. And B, even if it wasn't an actual liability problem, meaning if somebody, heaven forbid, died trying to make weight and the UFC was sued and won, the problem with that is 
the public perception, they are going to get their asses tore up. Because this has been going on for a very, very long time. So you can't just throw your hands up in the air and say, it's the fighter's responsibility. Are you kidding me? The public would, I mean, it would be a PR nightmare if they came out and said that. Now, this is one of the reasons they have the uh, the PI here in Vegas, right? The Performance Institute. So these guys can go there and get nutrition, get exercise, get their training in see the doctors and, and you know get treatment for their injuries it's awesome they spent millions and millions of dollars but not every fighter lives here not every fighter is going to take advantage of that and not every fighter is going to do what they're supposed to do i get that the problem is there is a situation here where the ufc has to be proactive instead of reactive it may not be fair but the fact of the matter is public perception they're a public company they make a lot of money a lot of people in the business making a lot of money you got to protect your butt so to do that i think they could do things and put those in place that would 100 percent protect them from a liability standpoint it would protect them in a in a public perception viewpoint and also, it would give the fighters a better opportunity not to harm themselves. Because again, I personally believe in personal responsibility. These fighters should be doing what they're supposed to do. But we've seen it over and over and over again. They're just not going to do it. So from a corporation standpoint, I think the UFC has to step in and start being a little bit harsher on these guys and gals to make them do what they're supposed to do. Listen, it's kind of like babysitting. I don't necessarily agree with it, but when you're running a corporation that's worth billions of dollars, sometimes you got to do stuff that you wouldn't necessarily think you have to do. So I'm not sure if any of you guys listening to this also watch boxing, but there's a WBC, which is a sanctioning body, a belt organization, and they have weight rules put in place to try to help limit what you're seeing with these massive cuts. So for the WBC's perspective, what they put in place was a 30, 14 day and a seven day weigh in check. Basically, when they sign the fight, the fighters required to document what their weight is at the time of the signing. From there on 30, 14 and seven day weigh ins, they have to officially weigh in themselves Report their way in. A lot of times you see this where they, they take pictures, but that they have to officially do this, them and their team. And they have certain percentages that the fighter is allowed to be within. So, for example, a 30-day weigh-in be 10%. A 14-day weigh-in, 5%. A 7-day weigh-in, 3% of the contracted fight weight. This helps prevent them from being 200 pounds at the time of the signing, and then four or six weeks later, they're supposed to fight at 135 pounds, right? Like, this is ridiculous. And so that's one thing that the UFC could potentially look into, and that's something that's very, very simple. Listen, you may say, well, look at there's 14, 15, 16 cards on a fight card, and they're, you know, they have way more uh, fights uh, every weekend than boxing this that and the other but the UFC is a big organization if you got to spend a little something something then you got to spend a little something something but I think that they could 
get these fighters on board and say, hey, this ballooning up, it's dangerous. Not only is it dangerous for your health, it's dangerous for our corporation. It doesn't look good. It's pulling people off of the cards. And now, you know, they're getting really big into betting. You see the odds all the time. These fights fall off. People have to go get refunds on their tickets. It's a whole mess of stuff that could be prevented. A, if fighters just did what they were supposed to do, but we all know that's not going to happen. So I think the next best thing is to have the UFC babysit them as much as possible. Now, we know this is an issue that's not going to go away if they leave it up to the fighters, point blank. In fact, HBO did a real sports issue on it. I think it was back in 2019, 2020, 2019, I think it was, about... uh, Nico Montano and Uriah Hall. And it was a segment of how dangerous and scary their weight cutting is. And it probably shocked a lot of people. But if you follow the sport, if you bet the sport, especially if you bet this sport, you sure as well better know what's going on with these fighters, especially if they have a history of ballooning up in weight in between fights because it affects them. Not only does it affect them in training camp because all they're doing is trying to get their fat ass back down to make weight. They're not focused on any techniques, any game planning. It's strictly about lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. But it also affects them to come the way in and the actual day of the fight. You cannot dehydrate yourself like that and rehydrate over and over and over again and not expect it to to uh, affect your performance negatively. We've seen it time and time and time again. I mean, this is not just a prelim issue. It's not just a, a contender issue. You've seen the champions. We've had Mackenzie Dern. We've had Jessica I. You've had Hinnon Burrell. Hinnon Burrell actually uh, was trying to make weight and passed out and hit his head in the bathtub. And the fight got canceled. I mean, you can't, man. I'm, it's not funny, but I mean, this is this is what goes on. It's almost unprofessional that we even have to deal with this and talk about this. Yoel Romero, Chris Weidman, even DC with the towel grab, and he looked terrible. Boy, that, whew, he looked really bad. We've had guys like Craig White, Johnny Hendricks, Florian, Max Holloway, James Ir- Irvin. Woo, James Irvin, that dude looked like Skeletor. I mean, that probably is one of the worst weight cuts and actual physique I've seen in a fighter. I think probably ever, even when we've had fighters pass out on the scale or like Benoit have to be carried off. James, that was, if you guys didn't see that, it was... uh. UFC on versus one, I think is what the uh, fight card was. Woo-wee! If you want to see a skeleton, a walking live skeleton, go look up James. We've had Kevin Lee, uh, even Connor struggling to make weight, and of course, Big Dog, who just fought in Bellator, Anthony Rumble Johnson, and that's just to name a few. And if you want to go really current, let's talk about Jeff Neal. What's up with that? So then he loses the fight and he came out on Instagram and said that he was 208 pounds one week before the weigh-in. He had to cut 37 pounds in a week. I'm going to repeat that for the hard of hearing. He had to cut 37 pounds 
in a week. He's actually saying he might take a break from competing to let his body heal because he's had issues. Yeah, I think this is what I'm talking about. Not only do you have the whole hell that they have to go through to actually make the weight, you're talking about long-term health issues that could affect these people way down the road. This is not a sustainable thing. And you just, they're going to continue to do it. There has to be far stricter rules and regulations to this extreme weight cutting. Because otherwise, and I've said this many, many times, guys, many times, somebody somewhere is going to die trying to make weight. It's going to happen. Again, we don't know what kind of pre-fight medical issues they have going on. You go cut 37 pounds like uh, Neil did and blow your kidneys out and you've already got issues going on. I mean, this could lead to absolute 100% death. That's no joke. Like what we're talking about here is a serious, serious issue, probably one of the most serious issues. And I don't think it gets the national spotlight that it should because people just expect it, right? You hear it from, I used to cut weight in wrestling, I cut weight in boxing, I cut weight in MMA, I cut weight, you, right? It's like a norm. But the way they're doing it isn't healthy. And if somebody with authority doesn't step in and take this control or lack of from these amateur teams and these, you know, you just do it yourself type of attitudes, it's not working, right? Like, I like the PI idea, but the UFC can't spend millions and millions and millions of dollars and put these places all over the place, right? Like, you know, have them in every city, every country that they're in. They're doing good things, but I just don't think it's enough. And that's sad because in reality, you would think the UFC is putting, you know, all this money up. They're allowing these fighters to go to the PI for free. You can even eat there, right? They're, they're welcoming everybody. Hey, come to Vegas, come into town early, you know, this, that, and the other. But you know, in the, in the mixed martial arts world and combat sports, a lot of times they don't make a lot of money. So these guys don't want to travel until they have to. If the fight isn't in Vegas and they don't live here, they're not coming here. Let's be real, right? And then who the hell knows what they're doing with them and their team outside of the fight week, you know, the, the weeks leading up to the fight because you're seeing this too many times where they come in and they're just struggling. It doesn't matter if they make the weight or miss the weight. The fact of the matter is if they haven't done it right and they're not consistently doing it right, then it's dangerous. And not only is it dangerous, it presents all those other problems that we talked about. Just a logistical problem from the UFC always having to have backup people or switching cars, switching times. And again, the betters losing losing their tickets and having to go and get refunds on them before the fight was even made. Or I mean, before the fight even started, because obviously somebody couldn't make weight. And then you've got the other fighter that did the work and made the weight. Who's looking at this? Wait a minute. Now my fight's off. This, this could have been for a title fight, could have been for a contender spot. Hell, it could just be somebody coming into the UFC for their first fight, regardless of the reason. Because one fighter isn't doing what they're supposed to do, it can affect the whole organization and everybody involved in the sport and needs to be fixed. And not only that, the 30%, yeah, that's a hit to the checkbook. But again, it's proven it's not enough. 
fighters are willing to come in overweight, take the penalty, and potentially win the fight. Why? Because they have an advantage. Not only a weight advantage that everybody likes to look at. Oh, it's only a pound. Oh, it's only a half a pound. That's another thing that drives me up the wall. Unless you've ever cut weight, don't say it's only a half a pound or a pound. Quarter of a pound. I don't care what it is. Unless you've actually done it, that half pound, that quarter pound, that pound, that three quarter pound, that could be life and death right there. That could be the like the worst thing you've ever experienced in your life. Of why can I, I I cannot get this off? I cannot get this off. No matter what I'm doing, I cannot get this off. It's horrendous. I don't wish it on anybody. But the thirty percent isn't working for people who don't put in the work and come in overweight. Because they've got an advantage, so they have the advantage of the actual weight advantage. They're gonna rehydrate. But the more important thing that a lot of people don't even discuss was they didn't have to cut that brutal weight through camp. They probably cut some. But they may, this could be a strategy. I believe 100% this is a strategy for some fighters to use this. Just pay the fine and get the big win because a win is a win is a win. So throw the 30% on there. But how about we do a little something something. How about we do a little something more to penalize fighters that haven't lived up to their side of the contract? This is a contract, a legal contract that they're not that they're not abiding by. So how about we do something like, mm, I don't know, you miss weight, you lose a point. What? Yeah, I said it. You miss weight, you lose a point. That means at the beginning of your match. The referee calls you out to the center of the octagon and takes a point from you in front of everybody for missing weight. Why don't we just call it unsportsmanlike conduct? Because I believe that's what it is. You're potentially putting your paycheck, your opponent's paycheck, and the organization in dire straits because you didn't want to do the work that you were supposed to do and abide by the contract that you signed that you would come in at XYZ weight on XYZ day at XYZ arena. So I think if you did that, that point deduction would mean far more than the 30%. Because in the end, these guys are looking to get a win, have everyone forget that they miss weight, go on to the next one, make weight, get another win, get another win, paychecks go up, move up in the rankings higher profile, but if you take a point away from them, now that win is in jeopardy. Now every single fighter on the roster knows during camp, out of camp, when they're shoving burritos down their throat, they know if I miss weight, not only am I going to get fined and get less money, but now I'm already down a point in the contest before it's even started. This is too much risk for the reward. Everything in life is risk versus reward. And we talk about it all the time on this channel due to the betting aspect. Risk versus reward. How much are you going to lay to get that reward back? How much do you have to risk? We need to up the ante here on these fighters. Let me know your thoughts. Does the UFC need to do more? What? ideas do you have to help solve 
the weight cutting extreme 37 pounds in a week yo extreme weight cutting this is dangerous i think we all need to band together there's good ideas out there there's intelligent people out there and i'm sure i'm confident that the ufc is open to doing something now they've been resistant to the weight class changes i will say that i think that's short-sighted let me be very frank about that a, I see no reason why they just arbitrarily chose the weight classes that they did. And you could say, well, that's for any sport. Yeah, but when the UFC started, boxing was far more popular than the UFC. That may not be the case now, so don't hit me up with your nonsense. I'm saying when it started, boxing was the combat sport, right? It was the king of the hill. Now, you didn't have to do every single weight class, but my Lord, 15 pounds? in between and not only that i always thought it was a poor marketing choice for the weight classes that they did choose and then they named them the exact same weight classes as boxing but different weights so like if you have a welterweight in boxing or a lightweight in boxing lightweight in boxing and lightweight in the ufc they don't even match up the same weights i always thought that was a poor choice of marketing because at the time uh you could have crossed over with boxing fans a lot easier if a welterweight was a welterweight and a heavyweight was a heavyweight like that like why even have the cap at 265 that's strange right like in boxing there's no cap for heavyweights it's if you're a heavyweight you're a heavyweight you know but if you're talking about specifically the names and the weights attached to the names, I always thought that was kind of weird. Like, how come you chose the exact same names, but then you decided to choose an arbitrary weight to go with that when there was already something established in boxing? But that's neither here nor there. That's never going to change now. But I'm just saying they have been resistant to adding additional weight classes and i think that's short-sighted i think that would help i don't think it would prevent it i think we would still see fighters not doing what they're supposed to do but as far as from a liability um angle and as far as the public perception goes i think that would help the ufc going hey we have the pi you know we've instituted a little bit of a, a closer weight class here so they don't have to jump up 15 or come down 15 and then we're working on you know 30 percent purse deductions and we're looking at maybe 30 14 seven day weigh-in checks to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do and we're also going to think about deducting a point if they miss weight this way they're penalized not only from a financial standpoint but from an actual competitive standpoint of wins and losses you better do what you got to do outside of the the fight week to make weight otherwise you're going to pay a severe penalty those are just my thoughts i could be totally off the wall maybe you think they're extreme maybe you think it's not enough i want to hear your thoughts what are your ideas to help improve the sport of mma that's it for this episode of fight junkie i will sock it to you tomorrow baby fight junkie out